0: Friend, I just wanna be your love.
1: Welcome to Divine Through Line. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really means to live a life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, everyone. I hope you had an amazing week. Uh, I'm coming to you live from the Jai house, from my meditation room. It's a Sunday afternoon, we've got a little bit of rain, incredibly grateful for this blessing of moisture in Malibu, Southern California, where we so desperately need this water. So anyway, it's beautiful, Um, lovely, lovely morning, and I wanted to record uh, this week's episode actually... Um, As a template and sort of giving me a dry run for a talk that I'm going to be giving this week at The Seed in Miami, Um, I was asked to speak on the subject of uh, building an authentic brand or staying authentic to your brand. And um, anyway, it's a work in progress. I'm really excited about this subject. Um, I feel like it's something that I will develop um, in the months to come. Uh, but I thought it would be cool to, um, sort of share some of the perspectives and ideas, uh, that I've been mulling around and, uh, kind of meditating on within the talk. So anyway, uh, staying authentic to your brand or your life, um, I just couldn't really keep it on the brand subject. Even though I've been an entrepreneur and had many, many businesses, I've built homes, I was a fashion designer, uh, I've made movies, written scripts, um, uh, painter, sculptor, uh, I've done all kinds of things and been in different various forms of business. Um, And for me, it's really staying authentic to your brand in these times at this moment. It really just feels like Staying authentic to your life, I think all of us, or maybe not all of us, but I think the direction uh, that we are that we need humanity to move into is disconnecting from the system, disconnecting from expectations of different careers and uh, ways we are spending our life that are driven solely on fear-based programs, the need to survive, and also uh, you know making a dime or a dollar on planet Earth, which is extremely difficult and, um, and also uh, really, I think, a, a violence of the system. Um, so um, anyway, so let me just begin. Um, so the first question that I think when we're thinking of how do we stay authentic to our life um, or to any kind of expression that we're wanting to build uh, in a business, uh, quote unquote, is we come to the question, who am I? And who am I is the million-dollar question of so many spiritual uh, seekers. And, you know, I think we've seen this represented so many times with uh, an actor or somebody looking in the mirror, you know, saying, who am I? And and I think if you come to the true meaning and the true uh, answer behind that question, you will explode into a puff of green smoke and you will have uh, transcended this system completely. But I think uh, let's just explore it on a few different levels. Um, so I would say from one perspective, uh, I could say I am a spiritual being having human experience. So I say this often on the, on the show. Uh, and yeah, I would say that, uh, I thank God that I have that awareness that I am a spiritual being having a human experience and that this human game and this life on planet earth, earth is not the end. It's not the only, Um, It is uh, but a sort of segment of a greater mission, a greater life that encompasses much more than that. So I guess the 2.0 version of that is is the other thing that I say sometimes on the podcast. And that is, I am a multidimensional being having a simultaneous experience. Uh, and I think that uh, also this is very expansive and uplifting for me to know that only a small part of me is here living this human life and that there are greater aspects of myself in other systems, other dimensions, and maybe other identities, possibly in a simultaneous time experience, because on this system in planet Earth is this only system where there is a time, there is this uh, past present, future, uh, condition. So even if you don't fully get this and, and I don't fully get it, I mean, this personality, Julie, Ananda Srimati, she doesn't get it, you know, fully, uh, you know, not even, not even close. Uh, I don't think it matters to your spiritual evolution. I actually was listening to a gentleman, David Spangler last night, um, who seems to be, uh, he's had very, um, open interdimensional communications with the subtle realms for many, many years. Seems like a very nice man. Um, but anyway, he was talking about how just because you're open, multi-dimensionally, or let's say you could see life forms or experience other life, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are more spiritually evolved or less spiritually evolved if you don't see those things. So once again, I think, it, I think consciousness, it doesn't really matter if you're aware of it. What matters is uh, what is going on now in your current experience and what is your awareness and And uh, what are you learning, what are you sharing, and what are you transcending in the form of miasms or uh, imbalances or, um, you know, know, maybe darker negative patterns that are, are part of the human collective. So the third thing, the third perspective we could look at this, who am I? Uh, I might answer, I am a child of God expressing myself as this spiritual creative force via various mediums. And for me in this life, in this body, it means for me that I am a mother, a singer, a yogi, a lover, a wife, an author, a designer, a chef, a writer of scripts, a sculptress, a painter, a co-creator, a healer, a nurturer, a channel, a podcaster, and a life guide, all of during which I am advocating for human spiritual transformation. So that's quite a lot. Um, And normally the answer in society and in the culture is, if you're doing all of those things, then how could you be good at any of them? Or in fact, you could not be doing all of those things and be one person. Um, but for me, I would answer that, of course, I can be all of those things because it's really just one thing. It's only one creative force that is pulsing through me and it's simply expressing through different mediums. Um, so I think that this is actually something that is available to all of us. If you look at the, at the photo that I posted on Instagram or the icon on the SoundCloud download, uh, I'm going to use this diagram of what I call the universe, you universe, And uh, I looked this up. I was like, Leah was like, hey, that's pretty cool. How'd you come up with that? I was like, I don't know. I just thought of it. And I'm like, I'm sure somebody else already thought of it. So I looked it up and I found this beautiful man who wrote a book called Universe and it's about balls and it's self published, but see, it's the divine mind. It just all exists there. So what you're going to see in this Model is you're going to see an image of a being, a human in low, in you know, cross legged meditation position. And all around it is this ecosystem. And uh, there are all these energetic lines that are feeding back into the being. So um, this is a toroid. It's it's almost if you looked at it from another vantage point, it would be like a donut, like a giant donut. And the rings are sourcing through the spine and then out and around and coming back up. So just continuing, continually sourcing and flowing through the being without end. So it's eternal, unlimited, and the rings are also infinite. So they're, they're everywhere. And this is going on all outside of you. And then if you look closely at the graphic, it's also going on inside your heart. So I would say this universe, this model is the ultimate green, self-sustainable, self-sourcing ecosystem. This is the ultimate green for any of us that are, you know, wanting to recycle or wanting to be more sustainable. This is the sustainable model. This is a model of us connected with our own divinity, which we are a part of. We are a microcosm within the macrocosm and the universe exists within our own hearts. So every potential is within us. It's simply a choice if you wish to play with it. Now, what I was shown a version of this model many, many years ago when I was working with manifesting money and just sort of trying to create abundance, it was I would say more secret level directed, uh, and not as developed as what I'm, you know, where I am now. But, um, what I was shown is that I was always had this multidimensional ability of myself to do different things. And I never felt that I needed a lot of training or technique to justify me trying to do it. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm the best artist on the planet. It doesn't mean I'm the best singer. It doesn't mean I have the best technical voice or that I'm the best musician or that I'm the best of anything. It just means that I have an ability to have the courage to jump into something and try to pick it up, try to pick it up and to be open to um, sucking, I guess, for a while. Like Dave Grohl of uh, Foo Fighters once shared, um, you know, when you start a band, you have to suck for a while <laughs> before you get it together. So for some reason, I had this ability within myself to not judge myself, you know, so harshly that I would never let myself even try. And um, and I would say that I have come to honor the expressions that have come through me. Some I, I personally prefer more than others. And I am well aware that there are many beings on the planet that are much more uh, technically uh, skilled than I am in every single thing that I do in my life. Uh, but the only thing that I can do is remain devoted to myself and Honor myself, respect myself, and uh, and do everything that I do with love. and And what I've found is if I can do it with love, something beautiful will come out of it, um, and it will sort of transcend the need for technique or the need for study or titles or you know years of experience. So that's just been me. So this this model I was shown and and how I felt is that. I'm a being existing within these rings of infinite, unlimited potential. And simply if I desired, if I had the feeling or the inkling or the directive from some part of my being, I could simply reach up and pull one of the strings down, the strings of energetic experience. And I could merge with that flow and play with it for a while and then i would release it back and it goes back into the divine mind so see mr whoever the gentleman was who who came up with the universe and it's a it's a ball book um he's just playing with the same energetic field that i am like everything exists in the universe so we're all sort of playing in the same field so that's why Many times we come up with the same ideas. That's how I how I see it. So anyway, uh, look at that graphic and see if it see if it uh, maybe expands your awareness of what's possible for for you, or really what's possible for humanity, or uh, what you could envision for your life or imagine for your life. So recently, I was in Domenher, as you guys know, and I've talked about Falco, the founder, and um, this use of what they call Selfica, which is a kind of art that's created with also function and it has a lot of spirals in it and um, programming and coding and metals and fluids. Well, my son bought me a pen actually uh, there and this pen is supposed to be used for automatic writing. And um, so I play with it a little bit now and then. I actually don't really think I need the pen to automatically write, but Uh, It's a fun um, little companion for me. So um, I was meditating a few days ago and uh, I came, uh, uh, these messages came through the pen uh, when I was writing. So these are on authenticity. So this is one of them right now. Authentic wholeness is the integration of all that you are, were, and will be. Or in other words, past, present, and future merged into a single point of awareness, which is now. So if we look at that, authentic wholeness is the integration of all that you are, were, and will be past, present, or future merged into a single point of awareness now. So, looking at that now, what that means to me is it's just basically what I was just talking about. It's like taking a uh, a larger view and seeing that the life is more. It's there, you know. We are very vast um, energetic systems, and this human body is just part of it. And so, what we want to do in order to live authentically is to actually gather all that we are, all that we are in this lifetime, and then all that we are—past, present, future. Let's merge it into a single point of awareness now. And this is why the practices of yoga and breathing and bringing your awareness back to the breath now and remembering that we are reborn in every single moment. That is the truth. With every breath, we can be reborn. So another thing that came out was... uh, this was another channeled message. Uh, authenticity is felt in the gaze of a child who knows above all that which, is, which it is seeking. And I love this one because when you know or remember that your life is to know yourself uh, or in fact that you are an emanation of God, everything that you are doing in this life is simply for your learning, for your transformation, to bring you back home and uh i think it's beautiful because i think as children before we get conditioned to society um there is such wisdom in the children and wisdom as us as children in us as children and i think that we um you know we would see that and feel that within ourselves and and you know i know that i always talk about Getting back into what what was it that you loved as a child like there are really some keys there to you like be, be when you were six years old like what was it for you there may be some very important keys to what you should be doing with your life if you look in into that uh, timeline very um, carefully you know very observantly and then I, there's one more, and uh, this is another automatic Uh, message that came to be authentic or real is to be unapologetically you without confinement additions, edition like editing or the abandonment of any part of your blueprint or design. And again, I think, um, you know, you can't just saw off an arm of yours and leave it behind and then, you know, or, or, uh, be in denial over some, part of your experience because you don't want to look at it we have to have the courage to be fully ourselves and that means to look at everything within our our wake you know what happened where did we come from and I think this is tough on planet earth and especially with societal pressures and really primarily with sexual identity sexual preference Uh, can be very very difficult uh, for transgender gay lesbian bisexual people Um, even asexual people, it's very hard to just, you know, speak your truth. It's getting easier. Um, But I think we have to be real and authentic. You have to be real with yourself. Um, For me, um, the darkest part of my life, one of the darkest parts of my life was when I was a teen and I had a lot of very promiscuous sex um, with various men. Uh, and it took me a very long time to forgive myself for that. Uh, it was truly a violence against my being and it was very, very difficult for me to, for many years, I just acted like it didn't happen. Um, and then, uh, later I was able to fully own it and forgive myself, uh, for treating my being that way. Um, okay. So moving on, uh, This is uh, just a little note about universal law. So for every action, there is a response, uh, which this means that there is no getting away with anything ever. Like it's not personal. It's a law. So, you know, when things happen to us or things happen in life or, you know, um, everyone will have to answer for the totality of their energetic experience Without exception, and the universe—this is universal law. So it's not for us to judge or to punish or to uh, waste our energy trying to uh, make sure that somebody else gets what's coming to them. You know, it's—it's it's really not intelligent. Um, and and if we know this is true, that we are going to answer for every action then for me, wouldn't it be intelligent? I would ask the question, why not dedicate your life to real transformation? Uh, This evolution, which is an energetic awakening that you will actually take with you when you transition into other worlds. You're not taking your credit score and you won't be taking your bank balance. And you may be leaving a legacy, but honestly... um, It's so impermanent life, the way that it, uh, it disappears and you will see as you get older in life and maybe some of you are older like I am, uh, but you will see there are dreams of like somebody's dream, somebody's store that was a thriving, booming dream 10 years ago. It's not there anymore. And there's new businesses coming in. So everything is just moving. Like your brand, like if you you think your brand's like the biggest thing ever, that's awesome. But what's really important is what are you learning from it and how is it transforming you and how is it transforming other people? And they're good. Dreams are awesome and desires are beautiful, but um, they're not going to be here forever. It's just a moment. It's a moment. So let's spend the moment in a worthy way. So, uh, also I just want to share kind of great news. And the good news is that divine love shines like the sun on all life without exception or discrimination. It doesn't discriminate against anyone and it's always shining always. So it's great news to know that you are loved unconditionally for your very existence before you've earned any title or achieved any goals or, you know, successes. Um, there is no action that you have ever taken that would make you unloved in the eyes of consciousness. As we know as parents, what could our children do really? Uh, for me, there's, there's actually no act that they could do that would make me unlove them. Uh, I could be traumatized or unhappy with their actions, but I could never not love them. And that is how God, that is a little bit of how God loves us. Uh, But God's love is even greater than that of a mother's love. So getting into really owning the circumstances of your own life. You, as an image of God, are the architect of your own life and everything is happening for you. By owning this, you release any ties to victimhood and instead become a powerful creator. So how could this be? You may say, you know, That's just insane because of the violence and the trauma and the suffering that a human life produces. I was watching this incredible documentary called Human um, uh, recently, and in it there is a beautiful man who tells a story of a woman who loved him completely. And this woman was extremely wise and powerful. And the reason that I know that is that she is the mother and grandmother of three of his victims. He is in jail serving time for killing her daughter and her grandchildren. And even as he murdered her own, she forgave him and chose to love him. That is the act of a great master, to be able to transform that trauma to stop that violence and that hate. She decided in that moment to take the spiritual warrior action and forgive this perpetrator. She has stopped the the threat of violence that would be carried on through lifetime and lifetime and lifetime. Sometimes in life, that is the heroic quality that is required of us. It is required of us to move beyond the suffering and the trauma of this earth and of the dark expressions that are very, very present on this planet. So I would say uh, that authenticity does not exclude cut off or remove any part of its design for all experiences are needed. All are precious or divine, no matter the tone, hue, or quality. This also was a channeled, uh, musing on authenticity. I've put it in the wrong place, but it actually sort of ties in. Um, We have to just understand that we live in a world of polarity. This is the system of planet Earth. It has experiences of both light and dark. And as we journey through our lives, we will express both energies at a certain time, of course, in different levels. Um, That example I gave you is quite an extreme level. This is for our learning and evolution. It's not all love and light on planet Earth. If you haven't noticed... um, you need to simply turn the news on and you can see that that, is, uh, at, it, it, that. there's a lot of gnarly stuff going on all the time. So hopefully, as we have negative experiences, we can learn quickly and clear them so that we can express the higher attributes during our lifetime and move beyond this polarity. Polarity integration is what we are doing here on planet Earth. That's why many of us find ourselves in relationships with people who uh, may not be spiritually inclined, may not be wanting to live uh, the same type of life that we are. They're they're not really pushing for the truth in the way that we are. Um, and I really feel that's because we came into this experience to integrate um, both of these uh, experiences. So if I was to marry another yogi, uh, there wouldn't be a tremendous amount of, uh, healing going on, right? So we've got a lot of work to do. So we have to be brave enough to be in relationships with people that are very different than we are and see if we can together, uh, find a way to transcend and transform, uh, the polarity So the ultimate mission of a successful brand or life, um, I feel it really is simply to know yourself. And as I say, what a beautiful setup that we have in this life, that our mission could be to know ourselves. That's really incredible, I think. And then the question is, but how? Well, it's difficult because we have... So much external stimuli, we get lost, distracted, and hypnotized away from what we're supposed to be doing. So I would say that it all begins with a prayer, absolutely begins with a prayer. And a prayer for me is a call, a cry, or a yearning to connect with the very life that is breathing you. I would say, make a move. If you haven't yet, make a move. She's been waiting for you. And she will rush to you, and you will experience a beauty greater than anything you ever imagined. So they always say the divine, if you take just a couple steps toward the divine, the divine will rush to you. So uh, it begins with a prayer. So I would say be devoted to your brand. The question you need to be asking is how can I serve? Beloved life, lead me, guide me, direct me for the highest use of my being as a vessel of your divine light as my true, authentic blueprint. What if you just woke up every day with that? What if that was the beginning of your life? Beloved life, lead me, direct me, guide me for the highest use of my being as a vessel of your divine light as my true authentic blueprint. Depending on the depth of your devotion, I would try that on your knees. When's the last time that you were on your knees to anything? Was it in church? Or was it at temple? Have you ever just gotten down on your knees in gratitude or reverence for the very life that's been given you? It's a very, very powerful symbol code. You know, yoga is a posture uh, of symbols and codes. It's a language, it's a physical language that you're communicating to greater, more expanded energies. And I would say that if you are devoted and you want transformation in your life, the feeling and the reverence of kneeling is quite profound. Also of prostrating, um, is that prostrating? I'm going to have to look it up now. Uh, prostrating probably, (laughs) um, on, you know, laying down on the ground in Pranam as well. Laying it all down at the feet of the mother. That would be amazing. So another step in, uh, staying authentic to your brand or your life is understanding that your dreams are both extremely significant and also not significant at all. So again, really in the grand scheme of things, if you just look at a, you know, a slide of the universe how important do you really think your idea is? (laughs) The day you leave your body, no matter how famous you are, life will go on without you. And if you're famous, you may get one day of like a, a clip in the news or somebody says something. Uh, but really it will be how many people did you touch? How many people did you transform? Um, but even so life goes on without you. Uh, so, uh, it's good to have that perspective and yet everything you do and are in this life is a contribution for better or worse to the collective. I would say the outcome of your destiny is really not your personality's directive. Um, and what I, the reason I say this is sometimes our personalities are not really in tune with what our soul mission is. And, and sometimes there's a, there's a gap there. Um, I think this is why it's a good practice to lay your life down at the feet of something greater. Um, everything that happened in your life, both good and bad, uh, offer it over to the mother, the cosmic mother, and let, uh, let you ask to be a servant of the force and without taking credit for the triumphs or the tragedies, uh, for they don't belong to you, uh, really. Uh, another step in, uh, living authentically and building an authentic brand, I think is to protect and value your relationship to your higher self, God, cosmos, whatever you want to call it as the primary first priority in all things. You really, that is the first step. It's not step eight. It's step one. Uh, The inner sacred marriage, feminine and masculine energies exist inside each one of us. I think it's really important now that we find out how to balance these energies. Both are needed to be complete, authentic, and whole. I would also say to be very, very self-focused. A word that we have in our language for this would be selfish. I like to say be very self-ful. The key to merging with your authenticity is to become very self-involved in a way. Uh, You can't really truly serve until you know your blueprint. Um, And I would say that we need you as you were created because nature is perfect. And so you do exist for a reason. Uh, But this is an inward gaze and it's a journey of discovery. Our dreams are very important to us. Um... And I think maybe that's by design, because if we weren't self-involved, uh, we wouldn't embark on the journey, uh, you know, of self-discovery that will ultimately lead us home. Um, and one way or another, we'll be able to serve better after having gone through it. So we have to honor the steps, um, as we discover ourselves and there are different levels and layers of awareness, um. I want to note that we often hear in spiritual discussion talk about killing the ego, that your ego has to die. And um, I think uh, there is ego that is needed or we wouldn't in fact be in a body at all. So um, ego can be used. Ego is very useful, just like the mind is very useful. Uh, maybe we should, instead of killing the ego, we should observe the ego uh, as the witness and with great awareness. I would say, uh, another step in, uh, actualizing your authentic life is to make space for you. Um, you are authentic and unique, and there is only one of you in the entire universe. That's insane. Uh, we need you to come forth to be revealed. You matter. You're a part of the symphony. Um, the way that you do this is through meditation, Um, I find the Vedic birth chart to be an invaluable tool, uh, in indicating what your, um, predisposition is. Uh, you have to be careful that you don't use it as law, but if you use it as a tool, it can be quite, um, informative. So I do recommend that. Another way is using tea ceremony, just simply drinking pu'er tea in the morning or the evening, anytime, Allowing space for the messages of your soul to be revealed to you. Team um, Master Wuda was on my podcast recently. Um, you guys may have heard may have heard him talking about making space for what you want in your life, um, and how we have to be clear in our messages uh, because if you want a committed relationship, you can't be. Uh, having sex promiscuously, if in fact you want a committed relationship. So make sure that you're making space for what you want in your life and that you're uh, remaining authentic to and in alignment to that request. Um, Another step in actualizing your authentic self is to power up your connection through ritual and ceremony. Do not underestimate the power of ritual. We are indigenous beings of this planet and ritual is a part of our ancestry. You do not need a priest, a shaman, or permission from anyone to pay respect to your dreams, your life, your family. Remember who you are and trust your intuition so we can offer intentions and beauty into the fire sacred fire, waters, flowers, rice, offerings of any kind. I really feel claiming this is a key part of activating our spiritual memory and remembrance. I personally have seen, uh, powerful miracles actualized in my life, uh, that I know are part of performing ceremony and ritual, um, Don't expect it to be instant gratification like a magic trick. It's not. It requires consistent dedication, devotion, and extreme faith. And you may just see uh, amazing things result from a power of ritual. Another really amazing way that I think we can access our authenticity is by writing Our journey. So write her story or write history. What has been your journey? If we unpack this suitcase, um, you get to visit many experiences that have happened in your life that I'm sure you may not be thinking of, or they may not be right on the surface. And by going through this, even if you never publish it, or you self publish it, or you write it for your family, Um, You will be able to access things that need to be healed or cleared. It's almost like the writing is part of the clearing, part of the healing process. You will also have an opportunity to pay respect and offer gratitude to certain individuals in your life who you have forgotten about. Um, This process of writing your story, I think, is key. I think everyone has within them uh, a memoir and Marianne Carr writes in the art of memoir, uh, one of her steps to finding out how to write a memoir is to identify what it is that is unique about you, that you do in only this way. Um, and again, I think that goes back to our unique blueprint, our unique design. Um, and it's a, it's a fabulous exercise. Also in today's, Life of moving forward into this new, um, kind of realm of new paradigm business, if you want to call it that is, uh, sharing your story is powerful. Uh, people are ready for real authentic sharing. Uh, we're done with marketing plans or campaigns or the coercion. Um, and so, um, find out which be, you know, find out what your journey is, become reconnected to it. And, uh, And see if there's anything that you want to share. Um, The next step, I think, is that we really do have to get real. And there's incredible wisdom that was shared with me from an Indian master that I worked with. And uh, he shared with me that there is a tension between the story that you tell the world and the story that you're telling yourself inside. And I thought this to be very humorous and very true. Um, so it's kind of like the low self-esteem you carry inside of you is in in fact opposition to the glamorized version of yourself that you're showing the world. Um, this is the embellished resume or life on Instagram. And I would say that both of these are extremes and they are untruths. These are both sort of illusory experiences and that... We must find the connection to the constant that is behind these two lies. Um, Otherwise, your attempts to help will be uh, uh, in alignment or like Derek uh, in Zoolander who wants to build the school for kids who can't read good. (laughs) So I always use this image as kind of a a reminder uh, that we have to be humorous about ourselves. And we have to understand that you know, Instagram is a sort of propaganda as it is telling the world a crafted story, all the amazing things in a perfect life. And, uh, you know, I am on Instagram and use it as a tool to share. Uh, and so I am, you know, in this process as well, I'm not judging anyone, but I am saying we have to remain committed to clear ourselves of the illusions, um, that are running inside of our beings. So, um, again, uh, going back to, actually, I'm going to skip this slide. So thank you for doing that for me, you guys, I'm going to delete it. Awesome. Okay. So I would, um, again, go back to this devotion, uh, the power of devotion. And I would say that really to offer up your very life every morning when you wake up, Offer your very life to a greater force. And every evening when you go to sleep, give the entire day back to her. All the triumphs and all the tragedies are not yours to keep. I will actually merge that with the previous slide uh, because I kind of already covered that. Um, And now I want to talk about the new, this is the new way of creating in the world. And the power of creating your brand from love instead of will is something that I want to talk about in my own life. Building my home Jai house was the, maybe the first time that I created something from pure love. And one of the conditions that required me to create it from pure love is that I took extreme risk when I did it. Um, I didn't have the money to build it. I didn't, uh, I didn't really know how I was going to build it. Um, I did it against the advice of attorneys and accountants. It was not good business advice to build my home. And yet I had this dream and I just, I had to do it. So I uh, employed extreme faith, um, a lot of hard work, um, extreme devotion to her. And uh, I could say she was built in devotion, infused with ritual and at the end, recognized as a living being, um, she is a temple to us. And actually, in the aftermath, I just have to tell you some amazing things that happened with her. Here, I built her along with an amazing architect, Lorcan Uh and all of my blessings. Like it, when we broke down, when we when we broke ground, I was on my knees, and the boys poured a shovel of earth over my head and I was kneeling in devotion to this land for this opportunity. That was the beginning of building this home. And we went through an amazing building process. Um, We poured all of our love into every concrete pour. um, And uh, we lived on the land in a teepee and in an airstream during the last eight months of the build. And when we finished... um, we really had no idea how we were going to pay for it. And the, in the coming months, um, she would become the most photographed house probably in the last decade. Uh, she was on the cover of Architectural Magazine, Architectural Record, um, on the cover of Rob Report. She was on the cover of Italian Vogue. We were being photographed in uh, all the areas of architecture, also fashion, fashion also interior design. And, uh, everybody thought that we had hired the most amazing PR firm and that this whole thing had been orchestrated, but I had not done any of those things. I had simply built her from love. That's all. And, um, one of the, uh, subs on the project, uh, was a difficult personality and I had already paid him $10,000 and he, he was um, creating a bad vibe in the flow of what we were doing, and I remember I just cut him loose and I just took the $10,000 hit because my main um, directive was that this house would be influ- infused with love and there could be no other energy operating. So um, all of that happened um, you know, without a PR firm, without a business plan. And then later people said, oh, you know, you were genius to have crafted that whole thing. But I really did nothing but serve my source and serve as love. Um, And this is the house that you have seen, maybe you guys have seen in uh, the Plant Power Way. Um, And she's an extraordinary uh, being. And um, I later had to fight for her for five years. Uh, She was in foreclosure for a full year. And I did employ a lot of ritual and a lot of meditation and a lot of extreme faith, um, which resulted in us keeping her and uh, being able to put our life together um, where we now are able to move in the world uh, and be supported. So anyway, consider creating from the power of love instead of will. It's different. Um, We're not going out and grabbing things that we feel are rightfully ours. Uh, We're serving, and and I known from day one, even though I have a fence around this property, I am just the guardian of this land. I do not own this land. The earth owns this land. So this kind of awareness will change your experience um, in life. So having discernment is very, very important uh, in all things. And this is uh, always a little tricky because people say, well, I'm not supposed to judge. Um, so that means um, I just open the door and anything and everything that wants to come in can come in because I'm non-judgmental. And I would say that that is not wise. Uh, there is a level of judgment, which is called discernment. Um, and there are three, three questions uh, that can prove to be extremely useful when uh, moving through your life or crafting your brand, and that is, what am I doing, why am I doing it, and is it in the highest divine alignment? These can be different for every situation, but I strongly suggest that you ask these questions that you take the time to consider Uh, what am I doing, why am I doing it, and is it in the highest divine alignment? It will help you to discern what moves and what um, decisions you should make in your life. Now, I think we need to cultivate uh, the quality of patience. I have to admit, um, I thought I was going to be doing everything that I'm only beginning to do now 20 years ago. Um, I had a lot of uh, frustration at having to wait, at having to sit down. Um, As a child, I was simply waiting to grow up so I could move on and live my life. I would not characterize my childhood as a happy childhood. It wasn't an unhappy childhood, but I felt just literally like I was waiting. So... um, Patience is a virtue we need to cultivate because divine timing is almost never your timing. And what I've learned um, after being on this planet this time 54 years is that it takes a life to become. So settle in. Uh, this requires the long game of commitment. Um, it requires you to commit even when all appearances In the physical world, are not supporting your vision. Um, It requires extreme faith and patience. So, I would say um, I want to talk about consumerism, and now I can't find my slide for that. Sorry, guys. All right, thanks for bearing with me. um All right, here I am. Okay, so what I would say is, um, we need to step off the karmic wheel and claim our divinity, um, and by sharing our experience from a place of complete neutrality and loving compassion, uh, we steer clear of advertising or marketing campaigns, which Really seriously, maybe one of the darkest forces on the planet. Uh, a teacher of mine once said that to me uh, maybe about 10 years ago, and I thought him to be kind of extreme that he said it. Um, and now 10 years later, I'm seeing just how right he was. Um, because advertising is manipulating. It manipulates an action in another that is not in their highest alignment. And it's to the financial benefit of the manipulator. So this has to do with consumerism, hypnotism, or what I call the shiny red bike syndrome. And that is that, you know, you, you see these billboards or these images or these TV commercials or whatever it is about the shiny red bike, the shiny red bike. And pretty soon you're like, I need a shiny red bike. But the fact is, is you don't really need a shiny red bike. In fact, you may hate bikes, but you haven't taken a moment to like figure that out. So, advertising and consumerism, they're attempts to distract you from your mission, right? And what do we say our mission is? It's to know ourselves, to know yourself. And this is creating karma. It's creating repeated reincarnation due to karmic necessity. We need to break this, make sure that your brand is not participating in these types of manipulation. And I want to add, this can be the same thing if you're sharing email lists with people. Um, it's a little bit of a slippery slope. I mean, only you can know for yourself. But it's like uh, you got to remain true to your message. you got to remain true to what you're doing. And you really need to be careful that you're not coercing, coercing somebody. I don't even know if that's a word. Manipulating somebody into doing something that is not in their highest alignment. You can offer everything, offer and neutrality. This is my experience. This is what happened to me. I'm offering this book. I'm offering this program. You can offer all you want, but if you get caught in this email chain where you're sending so many emails and then on the fifth email, there's like a click to button, you know, it's like there's all these um, diagnostics and stuff on how this machine works And so I would caution if you really are a warrior of wellness or you really want to live your life from a higher vibration uh, to maybe not get involved in those kind of programs. Um, If you do, it'll just be for your learning and that's all fine. And don't get me wrong, uh, money is amazing and it's great. And I plan to make and use a lot of it. Um, uh, It needs to be used for good in the world though. It needs to not be held and coveted by, you know, two families that own the entire planet. Um, Our human brothers and sisters are dying and starving, and we need to address that. Um, So make a lot of money and do amazing things with it. I, I know you guys are. I know you will. So again, reminding ourselves that the lotus grows from mud. So... Your hell could be your sacred moment if you choose it as such. So the question is are you courageous enough to receive it as sacred, no matter how hellish it is? Are you courageous enough to receive it that way? This takes responsibility. It takes a responsibility to transform some tragedy or horror. Don't waste the opportunity, don't let two tragedies occur both the tragedy and the fact that you waste the tragedy. Choose a spiritual perspective in the face of all things, good, bad, ugly, beautiful. And remember, it's not what happens to you, but who you become in the process. There is no end game, so you got to be here now. The process of knowing yourself is constant and eternal. It never ends. It will never end. It goes on for eternity So even beyond this life in this body, evolution is alive in the process, not in some achievement or goal. It's not in the destination. I would also just add, let go of the illusion of perfection. It's never the right time to have your baby and we need you. The earth needs to be activated now. So begin, begin where you are and make the best decision that you can in the moment and then go with it. One of our friends told us early on, better done than perfect, believe me, if I had time, I would go through these podcasts and I would, you know, you know, I, I just can't. I literally have to come in here. I have to do my prayer, commit myself and turn the mic on. Like I probably won't even edit out that I didn't know the difference between prostate or prostrate. Now I know it's prostrated. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, you just got to go because uh, we're all needed now. And if, I, if I'm too precious about it, then it's, never, it's not getting out in time. Uh, so um, thank you for your acceptance of me and your lenience with me in allowing me to be human. Um, I have to say it, uh, be compassionate in your food choices. What you are putting on your plate is affecting your life. It is energetics. You are not separate from the violence that is on your plate. Even if you didn't, you're not looking at it. Even if you love your chicken or even if somebody told you you had to eat meat, um, you still have to see to it. So if you have some medical condition and someone told you you needed meat and that's how you really feel, then uh, you need to care for that there has to be an offering and a love and a devotion to that animal for offering its life to you. And if you're just eating it because you like chicken wings, you might want to re-examine that. We don't need to be eating meat as a collective now on the planet. It is not sustainable. It is not in the highest alignment. And it is not um, an energetic that you want to be bringing into your body. We have enough other human violence that we're having to deal with rather than taking the violence of a distraught, terrorized animal into your body as you're eating. Um, Be compassionate in your food choices. Understand when you choose plants on your plate, you are saving an animal's life and you are saving maybe thousands of gallons of water. You are saving land in our precious rainforest. You got to wake up. It's just, it's, it's enough already. And again, if you have a medical condition and you're eating some animal product as part of your spiritual practice or as medicine, then honor it as such. And I think you will be fine with that. Our footprints. Wow. This is such a big subject and an area that I have so much to learn in. Um, I met a, a wonderful woman, French woman, who's has a book out called Zero Waste. And she's <laughs> she actually only creates a large mason jar of waste the entire year, and she has two children. It's absolutely extraordinary. The amount of waste that we create as humans is just horrifying, Um, and I am... Nowhere near the level of alignment that I need to be in. And so, of course, I recycle. Of course, I'm shopping in thrift stores as much as I can. Of course, you know, we're taking care of our trash and not trying to consume. But it's still just annoying and horrible and not good. Uh, The amount of packaging that's around foods and all of these things. So I have a lot to learn in this area. I'm going to be speaking more on this. Uh, we have to know what is the impact of our brand, our life, um, our production of our company, uh, the energy we're putting out there, um, and what is what what is our energy doing? Is it transforming or is it destroying? So we need to ask: How can we we walk more softly, gently, and consciously? Um, the golden rule is just an amazing uh, an, an amazing rule to abide by or to aspire to. And it's very simple. It just is treat other people, animals, and the earth the way you would like to be treated. It's so simple and so powerful and so needed. So I would say if you have the extreme faith and the courage, just to surrender your life to divine mother, to the cosmic mother, to God, consciousness, the force, whatever it is for you, and let her have her way with you. She will paint your life mandala more beautiful than you ever could have imagined it would be. Get out of the way and trust. The universe knows your dreams better than you know them yourself. Ask every day to be a worthy servant of this greater force how can I serve? Show me, lead me, direct me, guide me, and know this, for I walk this earth, but for the grace of God. That is the truth. She could just shake herself and we would all go flying like ants in the wind. So I think you have to ask yourself, who are you serving? This is something that my husband and I struggled with when we were being dismantled and coming back into or just living in a actually privileged, privileged society where people take their kids on vacation and, uh, there's private school or things like this. And, you know, I had to ask Rich at one point, I was like, you know, what are we? Are we spiritual wellness warriors or are we, you know, business executive executives? Like you can't really serve two masters. One has to be your primary and has to be the uh, the force that you sort of check everything against, and um, i'm not again i 'm not saying uh, after you get in alignment, money will come and support will come, uh, but it 's not the guiding thing it 's not the basis from which you make decisions. you make a decision from the connection to your heart and your mission and your brand, so you may have to choose. Um, and you when you step into serving your source you may find yourself becoming dismantled from the system and this can be very scary as the old structures of perceived security fall away after you have separated from its grip and you have become alchemized you can return to serve in true awareness in true truth and wisdom uh it's it's not always easy And a lot of the physical things that we consider as security uh, may fall away for a time being. Um, So we need to be compassionate with ourselves and compassionate with our men um, that we are not judging them based on their ability to uh, earn a dollar uh, as their sole worth. And I say this, of course, you know, I've worked my whole life. Um, but I think for women, we still have a little bit of an out because we can have the kids. Um, again, I don't think that men necessarily make the best caregivers in every situation. So I'm not, I'm not saying it's not for women as well, but I do see a lot of men in the society that, um, there's been a violence perpetrated against them in this money paradigm area. And so, um, And of course, there are exceptions to all conditions. So I think in order for us to really serve, um, non-judgment is essential. Uh, We have to understand that there are so many different um, expressions of life that um, uh, we just can't know everybody's journey. Your journey journey to self-realization is going to look different than mine, different from your friend or your partner's. So again, trying to cultivate uh, unconditional love and compassion and really turning the magnifying glass within so that we can transform ourselves first and then be living examples to all those around us. Um, Coming up to keeping your hands to yourself, we need to create boundaries always. This is very, very important. Um, we shared the 12D shield on the show last week. I got note uh, messages from a lot of you and um, I glad, I'm glad that you felt it so powerfully. If you haven't checked that episode out, go check it out. Um, we need to create containers that hold our energetic field There is so much energy here, different types of life forms and things that have never existed here before. You got to take care of your boundaries. So establish them and claim your energetic health of your platform and your life. Take responsibility for your brand and protect it like a mama lion. Okay, you got to be fierce sometimes. And then kind of the final thing that I'm going to share here is something that I feel is very, very important at this time, and that is to consider saying no to tying sex in with the marketing of your brand or your life. Now, of course, we are sexual creative beings. I am a huge advocate of divine sex, sacred sex, creative sex that is done and uh, experienced in partnership with somebody that you love of any sex who is consenting. Uh, sexuality is part of our very being. What I am not an advocate of is using sex as a cute, uh, marketing tool, uh, linked into wellness or linked into spirituality or any, just any product anywhere, anytime. Um, sexual misery has infiltrated our planet. Um, child sex slavery is a billion dollar industry, um, we have to understand that our addiction to pornography is compromising and hurting our daughters and our sons. And, uh, it's just low vibe. So you can have amazing passionate sex with someone you love and not be at, you know, participating in those lower vibe bars, uh, very dark infiltrated, um, programs. So, uh, Having an orgasm should not be the uh number one coveted experience on the planet uh and if it is, which it is to a greater greater great degree, um I think we're just missing the entire point um, divine union, divine sacred sex is beautiful either alone with somebody else um but I think that this um, addiction and this societal implant about, um, you know, sex as the most coveted experience is really hurting us. And I think we, we have to ask for more, we have to rise above. By doing this, we're objectifying ourselves, the women in our lives. Um, and uh, it's just low vibe, we can do better. So uh, thank you for listening to that. So finally, I just want to say, you that, say to you that I am Srimati and my brand is obviously devoted to reminding you that you are God or divine. How could it be otherwise? You are a divine emanation of God. I trust and believe in you to find your way, you and your brand, home to the highest divine expression in full alignment with your authentic self. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for letting me share this on the podcast. I just want to say that some ways that I am sharing uh, my authentic voice is through retreats that I am doing worldwide with my love and partner, Rich Roll. Um, We are now announcing our uh, Australian retreat, Plant Power Australia, which is happening February 20th to the 27th. Um, I'll hope you join, you'll join us for that. Um, if you're interested, uh, go to our plantpowerworld.com. Again, in 2017, we will be back for plant power Italia three and it's May 20th to the 27th. Um, once again for plant power, Ireland will be happening in uh, July. Actually not once again, it's The next retreat happening in Ireland, July 24th to the 31st. It's actually a Monday to Monday. This is an incredible um, property that Rich and I have been at, and it's really extraordinary. So I hope you guys will join us for some of those. Um, Also want to remind you that I'm sharing my authentic voice uh, actually literally in my songs and my music with my sons, Tyler and Trapper. I have two albums on my site on iTunes and CD Baby. The artist's name is Srimati and the first album is Mother of Mine, followed up by our second album, Jai Home. So check those out. Um, I also have a meditation program that I offer called Jai release available on my site, srimati.com and also on Rich's site. Um, it's a 30 minute program that, um, I channeled to connect you to your highest self, to your true authentic voice. It has an amazing boundary, um, tree seal in it as well. Um, it's kind of like a one-stop meditation program, um, and it also is around a beautiful humming technique that is a Maha Mantra. So um, check that out if you haven't already. Of course, Divine Line, my podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who's been joining us. We have almost 300 members on our closed Facebook group. If you are interested in becoming a part of the group, please request to be added and we will add you. Uh, I am organizing a call I'm going to be doing once a month. Um, So we're working on that platform right now. Um, So just bear with us. Um, Also, you guys might want to go ahead and leave a review on iTunes. I almost never ask because I don't know. That it's that important to me, but I guess uh, it helps us to get the show out. So if you are inclined or you have time, if you can go to iTunes and leave me a review, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. I also want to say uh, a big Thanks and heartfelt gratitude to both Emily and Jamie for donating to the show this week. Um, it's because of their generosity that we were able to produce and provide the show this week. And then finally, uh, in the books that I am uh, writing right now, they are a series of cookbooks. The first one is The Plant Power Way that I wrote with uh, my love, Rich Roll. It's a family, a whole food, plant-based cookbook, and um, It's more than just a cookbook. It's a coffee table book. If you haven't picked it up, it's available on Amazon. Um, My new book is going to be out in June of 2017. It's called This Cheese is Nuts, and it is delicious vegan cheese at home. My first solo book, I'm very proud of it, um, and I can't wait uh, to share that with you guys. Actually, the Italy retreat is going to be kind of food-centric because of that project that's coming out. And then we have um, Plant Power Way Italia cookbook, which is going to be coming out in the spring of 2018. I know that's a little bit of a wait, but anyway, it's a, it's a follow up to the Plant Power Way uh, incredibly del- delicious Italian recipes that were inspired and created for our retreats there. So you can imagine what the next book may be, right? Like Australia or Plant Power Way South Pacific or something like that. So. Anyway, it's a fun journey. Um, Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, I don't know what my musical offering is going to be this week. It's either going to be me on sitar, or I might be able to get my son Tyler to sing us a song, which would be incredible. So anyway, whichever it was, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I am going to be in Miami at the Seed this weekend. So if you're interested in it, uh, check it out. I'm kicking off the weekend with a yoga and meditation. I'm doing a cooking demo and I'm going to be giving a version of this talk. So if you're in the area, come on out, join us. And uh, I guess that's it. Until next time, thanks so much for allowing me to share in this platform. Let me know what you thought of the talk. Um, And uh, until next week, I'm sending you uh, lots of love and namaste. Be well.
0: Friend, I just wanna be your love. Your house of cards, and I'll do mine. Forget about your house of cards, and I'll do. the table and get sweat